I guess I wish it was different. But a wish is only a wish. Welcome, Golden Globus Theater. We got a fucking heavy-ass top half here, and of course, we got to open up. Some people may have noticed. Uh, they, they they were confused. We left some audio in. We didn't leave audio in. I don't make mistakes. I want Captain Kirk on that That's one. That's what you tell me, yeah. So what we did was, you know, all these movies, they have bonus features, all those kinds of things in there. What we Director's did, commentary is what it is. The first 100,000 downloads, that episode blew up, by the way. It's our birthday episode. Yeah, we had everybody. Joe on. Uh, by the way, I want to thank all four people who wished me a happy birthday. I love all you Twitter fuckheads. <laughs> Fuck you who didn't say happy birthday. <laughs> oh, wow. All Just right. Saying, I gave people many opportunities to give, wish me a happy birthday, and they didn't get it. Fuck oh. you guys. I'm sorry to hear that, Murray. Well, people don't care. Mm, okay. So anyways, what had happened? The first 100,000 people were given exclusive content. So if you have that content, hold on to That's it. That's why you got to listen to it the first day we put it out. Exactly. Hold on to that. Put Record it somewhere. Put it in your LaserDisc vaults. Bust that out in 10 years. It's going to be worth like $10 billion. You, yeah, the shit on our Patreon, that's even better. That's even better. You can't imagine what we said about Ginty off mic. <laughs> I can't believe we're not arrested. Yeah. That's how bad His it was. estate is after us. Yeah, fuck them too. Anyways, Mario. Well, actually, his estate did wish me a happy birthday, so I appreciate that. Wow, the Gintys extended a happy birthday yeah, well, to you. they're scared of me. Much like <laughs> uh, the Shogun scared of a gamito. <laughs> Murray, we're going from a father-daughter story last week to a father-son story this we're week. Well, we're, we just talked about birthdays. Can I get something out of the way? Oh, okay. You want to do birthday. The biggest thing, everyone's on the edge of their seats waiting to hear, did I finally get a birthday cake this year? Because I was, I don't need to go into it, but I'm going to go into it. I was robbed last year. I think I think COVID played, because I just learned something. We should be called the masters of death, not the villains of this movie, because... 3-11, our birthday, the world shut down. Yeah, we spawned COVID. The tsunami hit Japan oh, shit. on 3-11. Oh, no. So don't fuck with us, people, because we'll kill you. We're the barringers of bad news. Harbingers of death. We're, we're demon babies. If you will, yes. So, yes, Griff, I did finally get a cake. Pistachio and white? No, I didn't. No, I'm not even, I wasn't even going to fuck with those assholes oh, anymore. They're, wow. on my, they're on my shit list. I'm never going there again. So you settled for a different cake. I went to, we went to an Italian bakery and got a cassata cake. Which you went the, to a nice Italian bakery. Look at you. Supporting a local business yeah. instead of a Dunkin' Donuts Baskin Robbins. Yeah, fuck them. Exactly. I had a cassata cake, which you don't know what that is. It's instead God of, instead of icing. I hate that you're right. Instead of icing, you put cannoli cream in it, and it's very tasty. Oh, okay. And it's like, and it's like, I'm not a big, I'm not a big cake guy in general. Yeah. I like pies more than cakes, but because uh, I don't like frosting, I'm not a big frosting. Yeah, guy. I don't. I'm this it's like a whipped cream type frosting, so it's very light. Okay. So it was a very good cake. Very good. And, cake. And my sister made homemade ice cream. It was. A I delightful was just gonna evening. say, what kind of ice cream do you have to go with? Just that? vanilla. Like you don't want to overpower the palate. You just want to, you know. Murray, goddamn the fundamentals. You just get them, and that's why yeah. this works so well. Right. I love it. So you can rest easy, people. All the world's going back to normal. Trump's gone. Biden's in. I got a cake. 
Oh man, that's we're all going to be all going to be vaccinated by the end of April. There I'll we put go. it right there, and I hope so because I, I, we want to have some guests come on in person. We want to have our friends back on. Murray, I got to tell you, last week before Joe showed up, I was like, I gotta, I gotta cut this fucking hair because I was looking, I was looking crazy. Yeah, I know. I, I needed you. a, I needed to bring it up for for Joe, and so I went out, got my hair cut. I cannot go to my barber. I go to the same place that I used to go to as a kid. I never go to the same hairdresser or stylist or hair cutter, barber. Never go to the same one. I don't recognize all but the, the, the brother of the guy I used to go to. Every time I go there, I have the strangest interactions with these people. Barbers are the weirdest people in the world. These boomers love to fucking just tell me everything about their lives. So I sit down. Within a minute, this woman is, starts in with the COVID talk, of course. It's the big yeah. topic at hand. And she's like, yeah, I have, uh, I have this daughter-in-law, two kids. And yeah, I was like, by the way, she was just dipping each end of her sentence. I was like, this is not going to go well. 31, finished you know, a master's degree and everything, lost her job. So, of course, you know, she was struggling with unemployment, wasn't making anywhere near the money she should have been making, having a hard time finding a job. So she killed herself. Within five minutes, I'm hit with this story. Why? How did you answer it? You go, hmm, interesting. I stroked my chin. I said, oh, yes. Okay. Please tell me more. What's going on with the two kids that were, you know, left behind? Foster (laughs) home. So we move on with the haircut, and then she starts talking about her daughter. My daughter is so fat. (laughs) How fat is she? She has to sit down in the shower. She can't stand up in the shower. Not, not a funny joke. It's kind of tragic. God, what is this? What am I, what am I supposed to do? People cut hair weirdos. I've had a lot of weird... I, I miss him because he was a great uh, barber, but my barber, he was obsessed with two things. Vitamins and <laughs> shooting dice. <laughs> and he would talk about that shit forever. I'll give, it, I'll give him a, uh, some props. He was... Last time I saw him, he was like his mid seventies. He looked good. I mean, he was nice. fit. He was in shape. He didn't look that old. Just so shooting that the dice, vitamins. Man. The vitamins work. I never took. I never listened to it. But so you know. the conversation just kind of kept meandering and everything. A little child walked in. Apparently, he's sixteen or seventeen years old. He little drove for child. the child. <laughs> sixteen years. Teenager. Old. Uh, he drive. He drove up for the first time, and apparently, this is a kid they all know at the shop. So they're like, "Oh, Evan, you're in here. Oh man, you drove yourself. Do you have your own car?" They're all getting all excited about it, and then, like, after, you know, he'd gone to the back and sat down or whatever, she leans and tells me, he's on the spectrum. (laughs) Just to let you know. What the fuck? Well, maybe there's something weird, and you're going to be like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? And (laughs) you're like, I told you he's on the spectrum. I just listened to this lady tell me about her fat daughter who has to sit in the shower, and this other person who killed himself. Like, I'm going to fucking stand up and be like, No! (laughs) Don't let them in here. It's called making conversation. Don't let them near, near the scissors. Oh, so think that, about the unnecessary shit we've divulged on these shows about our lives. That's all a right? good. These people are like, I don't want to hear that, Tom. That's a good point. Yeah. And I really got to get into something no one wants to hear. But Murray, you broke it to me first. I don't know what's going on with these liberals. Apparently, they've never seen a rabbit because when I go outside, I see rabbits with gigantic knockers. 
They took Lola Rabbit's tits away. I'll never have a wet dream again. That was the power of my I wet had dreams. To, you had to explain it to me because I'm too old. I've never seen Space Jam. Why? Because Michael Jordan. You know, I hate Michael yeah. Jordan. So I'll never see it. So I was like, who the fuck is this character? Why are people masturbating to her? Explain it to us, Griff. You know what? I actually had to go back and look at this because I was like, wait, did she have? I remember she pulls her shorts up like the, you know, the high waisted shorts that kind of girls are getting back into nowadays. And they gave her like big hip, you know, sway when she walked and everything. I remember that. I didn't remember she had the uh, halter top. Is that what they call it when you cut it? Your shirt, like, really... Uh, I thought it's like a bare midriff shirt. Bare midriff shirt. So her jersey is a bare midriff. Yeah, she got abs. But then, yeah, she does have... Uh, abs. She does have some rabbit... Rabbit tits. racks. Yeah, rabbit rack. Uh, Very carrots bizarre. Carrots do that to you. Yeah, <laughs> carrots definitely do that to, to you. Too many hormones in them. Well, I, is that good or bad? I don't know. I, I think it's for the better. I didn't know so it's... many people masturbated to cartoons. I never did that. Well, I mean... I mean, anime, I'm sure, is a big thing, because all incel, weirdo, conservative guys love anime for some Called reason. Called weeaboos. Like, whenever they do their videos, there's always some anime shit hanging in the background. Wall don't scrolls. Get it. Yeah. yeah, don't get it. Didn't grow up on that shit. I don't know, I don't man. Know. I don't know. It's just what they're into. Well, I'm, I'm perturbed, as the kids say, about Pepe Le Pew being canceled. So what if he's a rapist? That's funny. <laughs> I mean, there's no penetration. Nothing happens. He's an attempted rapist. When you think about it, he's an attempted rapist. But, I mean... Is is it, have you ever seen a, a, a cartoon where he raped somebody? I haven't. I've seen him molest. Maybe that's what Andrew Cuomo... Is that the governor one, yeah. Andrew? Maybe that's what he was taking... Uh... Well, come on. He stinks. So he has, to have some, he has to do something to get laid. He smells like shit. So he's got to lay it on real thick. Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I just I don't like where we're going with this. I because <laughs> I like because all I I hate Disney because bullshit. It's it's mamby pamby musical princess horseshit. I never liked it. Mm-hmm. I was a Looney Tunes guy. Why? Because it was because it was offensive humor is why I liked yeah. it. It shaped my humor. That's why I'm so offensive. Roadrunner. Wally ne- Coyote. Never for Roadrunner. Didn't like Roadrunner. Oh, I love Roadrunner. Uh, Speedy I'm, Gonzalez. Uh, no, I never liked Speedy Gonzalez either. Where, you're showing your colors here for my friend. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I was calling you racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like that was like real physical humor. Like I like smart ass humor, like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have. It's funny. I didn't like him. Are, there, are we going to get rid of Foghorn Leghorn next? Because he's just. Probably. There's nothing racist about him, but people go, he seems racist. He's got a southern accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's right on that fringe. We don't know. Maybe he's been hanging around with Pepe Le Pew. I don't know. I don't like it. Take him out together. You know I've what seen I do like, party, Griff? Shogun Assassin. Wow, that was the perfect segue from Looney Tunes into Assassins. All right. All right. This movie, of course, it's based on the uh, manga. Getting back to anime and manga, manga series, Lone Wolf and Cub. Was there a, an anime of Lone Wolf and Cub? I have no idea. Probably. I guarantee it, in fact. And so this movie, Shogun Assassin, you know, we're, we're idiots, Americans. We don't like to read. Gaijin. We don't like, like, depth or emotions. We like chapsaki, cut people with sword shit. Yeah. So, what, so there's six movies originally in this series. They turned, churned them out. Four came out in one year. They were, like, done by, it was, like, 72 to 74. The entire six movies came out. That's how they did Lord of the Rings. Exactly. It, uh, that was in, I was inspired Peter Jackson. He said in many, many interviews, I was inspired by Shogun Assassin. 
Bone Wolf and Cub. So what they did was they took the first two movies, Sword of Vengeance and Baby Cart at the River Styx, and combined them into one movie. Took out all the you know motion and explanations <laughs> and and I will admit there is a lot because Japanese I found they love the slow burn and there is mm-hmm. in the movies the series Lone Wolf and Cub there is a lot of this him staring off into space mm-hmm. like I, I get it chop that out yeah so this movie we have the origin story from Sword of Vengeance that's in the beginning and then the action pretty much is Baby Carter at the River Sticks so that's what we're getting and of course we get it dubbed because we don't want to read yeah. But I will say, if you, if I don't know, do you think anyone ever watches a movie after we do it? Like I've never seen that. I'm gonna check it out because those guys did it. Yes. Well, if you do that, I would highly recommend, and you enjoy it, checking out the series Lone Wolf and Cub. You get more in depth. You get better yeah. acting because you're. I mean, it, it, it's a B movie. I mean, it's a samurai movie, but it's better. Act, it's always better acting than the dubbed version. Right. So get the subtitle. Learn how to read. Get the subtitle <laughs> version. And enjoy it, because I fucking love samurai shit, Griff. Whether it be the Kurosawa shit or this kind of shit. I just love people getting chopped up with swords. Yeah, no, this was a fantastic fantastic little trip. If you have a King Kazugi eye like we do, yeah. you'll recognize a couple faces. It's a little bit of an Olsen twins mix-up here. Yeah. But uh, Kane and Shane Kazugi are in this movie. They play, yeah, well, they play who the Who else cub. would play Cub? Yeah. Daigoro, then... Uh... Kane, and throughout the episode, we'll point out where they swap the two out because you, you can't notice. Like, they look identical at this age. But... Here's a little IMDb info for you. The guy that plays uh, Ogami Ito, Lone Wolf, his real-life brother played Zatsuichi, who's the blind swordsman. You ever heard of those movies? I think so. There was like 25 of them. Yeah. So that's just weird that their brothers play two iconic like samurai characters. Nice, yeah. Have you ever seen a Zatsuichi? I guess you've never seen a Zatsuichi no. movie. It, it, it's, he's obviously blind, but it's funny because he's a traveling masseuse. Oh, I like this. And he's a degenerate gambler. So he's always broke because he's always spending his money. So that's why he's always getting into these adventures because he's like, like it. we need you to kill somebody. Well, I'm broke. All right, I'll fucking kill this guy for you. I mean, what's the one old Western show? Have gun, will travel. Have sword, will travel. Probably was based on that. Yeah. I, I mean, we've seen this happen before with, like, the Seven Samurai. And, of just... course, if you're a Kill Bill fan, there's a lot of, you know, homages in Kill Bill to Lone Wolf and Cub. The whole thing is about woman trying to get her kid back. And at the very end of the Lone, uh, Kill Bill 2, they're watching Shogun Assassin. And uh, our last point I want to bring up here, this may this is the first, maybe the last Criterion movie we ever do. This is part of the Criterion Collection. We might have done one. We don't remember. I, I don't remember if we did, but it's hard to believe that some of the movies we've done. So, Shogun Assassin with a dubbing was a Criterion collection. That's weird. That like I would I would be like, all right, Lone Wolf and Cub, okay. I mean, when I looked it up, it's probably the sub, but either way, when I looked it up, uh, that was the first thing that came up was the Criterion, and I want to pay them the hundred bucks a year for their you know service, but I'm unemployed. I can't. Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? So, uh, is, do we have everything we need We're to good. say? We're good. All right, everybody, settle back. We're going to see a beautiful story about a man and his child going on a mass slaughtering killing spree. It's called Shogun Assassin. Return to the vanished kingdoms of ancient times. Empire of mad wizards 
saga of a legendary warrior. A loving father who has the power of a dozen armies in one sweep of his mystic blade. This is a story of honor, disgrace, vengeance, massacre, and a man who became a demon, Shogun Assassin. Once, he was the greatest of the magnificent samurai. Now, he hunts the evil lords who butchered his wife and stained his honor. One man and one child defy the most notorious masters of death on the planet. Like father, like son, meets the greatest team in the history of mass slaughter. Nothing on earth can match their infernal fury. Nothing on the screen can match this awesome spectacle of sword and sorcery. Welcome back. I can't tell. I, I don't know who this kid is that got to narrate it, but he did a job. It was funny. You're not going to know who this person is, but uh, Sandra Bernhardt did one of the voices. She's like fel- from Flint. Uh, she's a comedian. She was like a lesbian when it was like really, wow, you're gay, like in the 80s. You know? Yeah. She was like an out lesbian comedian. She's been in. I don't think she's been in any movie you've ever seen. But I think she was in Hudson Hawk. You love Hudson Hawk, don't I you? I do love Hudson Hawk. That Jesus phone. Whew. But that was I think she does the head ninja. I'm not sure. Okay. I, I thought that was interesting. Okay. Because she was a total nobody at this time when this right. movie was done. So we start off this movie and we just hear this. A young child narrating. Dad was the greatest samurai. The Shogun's right-hand man, his decapitator. He's taken over 131 heads of various lords. I thought he was just talking about heads, but then he threw in the part that it was Lord's heads. Is that still just like anybody, or does that have to be someone of rank? Well, yeah. If you're going to have the Shogun's ex- personal executioner kill you, you got to be up there, buddy. Okay. He can kill some chumps. I like this. Okay, you're building. we're building up the background well, here. Well, he's, he's the perfect executioner, so you want him, because one slice is all it takes for him. Right. All right. We were talking about that and the Harry Carry and all that earlier, but we go back to this kid. And then... The Shogun was touched by a devil. The juices were running through him, driving him to paranoia. Paranoia. Oh, man, I can't say that word. Scared, of course, shitless of Ogami. But Ogami was not scared of him. No, he was not. So the Shogun attempted to have... uh, Wait, was he attempting to have just... No, he was going to have the whole family, family killed. Family killed, okay. But I guess he was out because he, he does a lot of praying. He's a very religious man, Ogami Ito. Or yeah. he's just high as fuck. And he's yeah. Just, you know, so he was like at their temple with, with uh, Daigoro, the cub. And his wife just happened to be there when the ninjas attacked. And they, of course. And they kill her. 
Because it's not a woman's job to pray. She stays at home and cleans well, the floors. Somebody's got to make the fucking uh, sushi. <laughs> so, but he just, he's like five seconds later, he's just got done praying and he brushes in Caesar and he's crushed, Griff. Because he's yeah. like, I got to raise this kid now? Yeah. Bullshit. I, that's why I love, you know, I've always said this many times on our episodes. The character I always related to and always drawn to, burnt out loner. That's the character yeah. like I am because I'm really at the end of the day, fuck people like I'm not going to, you know, it's like the character that somehow winds up helping people doesn't really want to help people. It's right. to be left the fuck alone. <laughs> That's why I love Ogami Ito because he's just burnt the fuck out. Like he's just staring off into space. I don't even think he even cares about the kid. It's just like I'm honor bound to fucking raise my kid because he's my kid. Yeah. My wife's last wish as she was dying was protect our son. Right. And he's like. All right, he thinks he thinks he saw her wink at him, so he's like, "Oh yes, protect Take him. care of him," which yeah. we'll get into later. Yeah, but, we'll uh, get into that, of course, later. So you're you you help me kind of understand why? Because I didn't notice as I was doing notes, because I, you know, look and look, but we start doing some cutting. We're doing some right. nice cuts here, so we cut to them, and uh, they're just kind of like out on the road. They're drinking tea, I think, at this moment, and the cub again is just saying. He rarely talks, but he's often killing. And sure enough, this man comes running up over a hill. They got we got little. They're cub. nonstop being chased by ninjas from the Shogun. Yes, this guy wants this because the Shogun he's got devil juice, so he's crazy as fuck. He's full of the devil juice, man. Every time we see him, he's just dripping devil juices, and he's got that crazy devilish hair and facial hair yeah. and everything. Yeah, crazy so, looking dude. So it's nonstop ninja attacks. And uh, oh, we should bring up now. This baby card. This baby card is fucking dope. Fuck you know? yeah, it is. It, it's the coolest. It's, it's very just it's like blo- a James Bond baby card. Yeah, it's very blocky and everything. You know what? It would have saved a lot of time in if uh, a couple of our movies, The Soldier being one of them and the other one I can't remember, where you had the assassins pushing. Yeah, yeah if they had something more like this. Because they were just hiding guns in it. Like, you could have the handle be a rocket launcher. You know, take notes or you could throw out the baby and everyone would be like freaked out. Like you just threw a baby, but it's dynamite. That's Looney Tunes logic right there. Anyways. So the kid is describing that he can't he's having a hard time keeping track of all the killing that his dad's been doing. And sure enough, this man with like a straw hat, but it's like a bucket hat that's all the way down to his chin. And it's just got like little eyes. I looked up the names of these. There's no name for these things. Uh, Yeah. this, the, the, it was, I think they were called Kana hats was like the general term for a straw hat. Okay. So this was a specially made hat for reasons completely out there. Why was he wearing this hat that limited his view? Because he's like a ninja. He's Maybe it was just face. to distract because it is very distracting. I was staring at that hat the whole time. And they do some very clever cuts here of this man running up, and he uh, comes charging forward with the sword, but... It doesn't matter. Our man Ogami's got this handled. No big deal. He cuts through his sword, doesn't right. he? Right. Like, we want to point out, sometimes in action movies, even though this is an action movie podcast, we get bored by the action. Yeah, I mean, because I it say it every go, week. It just goes on way too long. Not these fights. They're like, I'm, what I'm assuming would be a real samurai fight. They're done in like 10 seconds at most. Yeah. It's like three, ching, 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 and then somebody's dead. Love it. Love it. <clears throat> it keeps the pace great. Like, it, it just, it breaks up. You know, Ogami's staring I off. I think the reason for the hats is just to really accentuate the sword cuts because he always cuts through a hat. That's a good call. You're right about that. And he slices a guy right down the middle of his face. But the guy 
grabs onto the blade. It's a little too late, though, because it's oh, like yeah. sunk in his head, but he's still he's like, I got it. Oh, fuck. Wait. I, but I is it. it too late? Because then he says, the Shogun will never stop sending ninja after you. And a man vaults 45 feet in the air. You see, this was his problem. Probably shouldn't have vaulted so high because this gives uh, Ogami an opportunity. He can't get his sword because the guy is holding on to it. So he reaches back onto the onto the baby cart and he pulls off what looks to be an innocent handle. Just a rounded out like bamboo shoot it looks like. No, it's a fucking hidden blade. So he grabs that and spears the guy out of the air. No big deal. Take notes, young bucks. <laughs> so... Yeah, and it's just like another day in the life of these guys. Like, oh, wait, whatever. And like that's the thing. He doesn't even. He just like doesn't even register. He just goes back to his tea. I love it. Yeah, they sit. They sit back down at the fire. He's helping. He's helping little cub drink the wa- uh, the the tea, and he's just staring off into nothingness. Like, I I love this guy. This guy who played Ogami. He did a great job. Right. He yeah. doesn't. He's not like the I fittest look, looking. I know. Dude. He looked. He was. He had so many had neck rolls. Yes. Yeah. He was like. Body wise, he was just average, yeah. but he had a fat guy face. For some reason, I like that. Just huge fat. I loved. It. Yeah, he looked Double chin. so good. And I love his hair was always fucked up. Like he mm-hmm. just woke up. He, he looked. Didn't, he didn't give a fuck. He looks exhausted as hell. Right? I loved it. I Today they would put fucking uh, you know uh, Wolverine in there, or something Hugh Jackman in there, and have him be the samurai waking up looking perfect every day, slick back hair, giant manly mustache face or something. So we get a flashback. I just had a flashback. <laughs> this is what we were alluding to earlier. And I think every every dad does this with their at least their sons. I don't know all their kids, but yeah. you go, is this kid gonna be tough or not? Yeah. So like his his wife had just died. And now he's got this he's got this beautiful white I, not a kimono. I don't know what they call it. Just call it ceremonial uh uh robe. Okay. I don't know what to call it. And he's kneeling. Gee. And he pulls out a katana and a ball. Yep. And, and this is where we see some of the clever camera work because you see the baby. He, you know, uh, we see the baby kind of trying to make his decision, and we get cuts of Kane and Shane uh, intermittent right. here. It, cause, yeah, because it, it, when I saw Shane, I was like, "Oh, I know what he's going for." And then they would fucking do a swerve on me, and then I would see Kane, and I'm like, "What is he gonna do?" Yep, because I yep. can't tell. Because I don't. So of course, if you take the sword, you're fucking baller, and you're gonna fucking kill with your dad for all eternity if you take the ball you're a bitch you're bitch made and you can't you can't live you gotta go off you gotta spend eternity with your mother because you're a mama's boy so he's like i'm giving you the choice he also does say i know you don't understand the words i'm saying <laughs> but you get the gist yes and but like if you're a baller you do intrinsically uh, no pun intended because you don't want to take Murray. a ball but yes so he of course you know, he's, man, I see little Kane's little chubby little fingers go, grabs that fucking sword yeah. by the blade. Yeah, we see we see the big old crack smile of Shane going to the ball, and then the, the fucking babe just shoots right up, and you're like, oh, that's Kane. Mm. Fucking takes and the sword out, does a tell, quick little gesture, can, and sheathes it. It's like, whoa. You can tell Okami is just so proud because he goes, hmm. And that's it. <laughs> Gives no facial expression at all. I mean, Cub, explain it to us. My father rarely talks these days. He doesn't even talk anymore. Not even to me. Just, just grunts. So, uh, so when they get done with that, that, that ceremony, if you will, some goons show up. Some shoguns from the yeah. shogun. 
And uh, apparently in these days, you would just like hold trial wherever. Like you roamed around and just held trials. Yeah, it's kind of like houses. Andrew Cuomo. You just go, hey, I, you've been convicted. <laughs> you've been accused of something. You're guilty. <laughs> so this guy, and he's got papers. So he knows like, hey, what do you get? I got papers. This is true. And Ogami's like, at this point, he's like, fuck everything. I yeah. have nothing. The papers said, you fucked up. So now we're going to sit here. You're going to kill your son. Well, no, and- he said this. He had, he had two options. Oh, he said you can swear eternal loyalty to the Shogun. Oh, or you can die. And Ogami goes, no, there's a third option. I'm going to kill all you motherfuckers. Yeah. And then he pulled his arm out of this fucking like a, arm in a sling or some shit. Whips his arm out. Samurai swords. That's slice. Such a fucking. He's wearing all white, people. No blood on him. That's how great of a samurai he is. He's this is first. Great. He slices the papers up. He's like, I ain't signing no shit. Yeah. And then he starts slicing these motherfuckers. Here's up. what I think of your contract. And this is back in the days without photocopiers, so you know this is the I got, only. You version. know me and my contract signings. I almost got pissed off. Yes, but he he did the work for me by cutting it off. They also all took it very seriously. There's no one kidding. Mama Magnum TA was very distressed by this situation. <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I don't even know what you're talking about. Anyways. So he's just killing fools like you got to do. And then the Shogun arrives with his son. Yeah, he's backing his way out. He's getting ready to exit Wait. the town. He slices a fucking 4 by 4 blog that's holding the gate shut. He's constantly doing that. Like, this is the anime version of Samurai Swords where they can cut through a 14-foot-inch trunk. Now, I want to point out, even though this is technically a B-movie, there's a lot of beautiful camera work going oh on. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Criterion Collection, man. So he's cutting people, and he's also cutting bamboo to show you how fucking, you know, in the background, there's like a bamboo tree. He slices that. You got to have that in, in a fucking, like a, in a movie in the, you know, Japanese world and everything. Got to have that. It's fucking great. I so when he slices that. the fucking gate open to leave, out there's the Shogun with one of his sons and on his army. Yeah. What's he say to him, Griff? What does he say to him? I don't know. He says, you're going to fight my son. Oh, yeah, that's right. And this is where we get another cut into another movie? Like, was this, no, this taken is, this from is, the first this movie? this is still Sword of Vengeance. Okay, so this is still the first movie. Yes. And he goes, and you'll be free. If you can kill my son, you're free. Yeah, he tries to work on, like, the negotiation. He's, I, I forget what he barters with, but eventually they settle on, I'll let you go free if uh, you beat my son. But if you don't, we'll kill you or something. Yes. It's exactly. just a kill. Well, his okay. son's going. If you lose the duel, obviously you're going to die. Well, his son could have just like incapacitated him, and then they could have kept him to make an example of him. You don't fuck no. with me. Even this super awesome samurai no. got Shogun, beat by he's, me. He's straight tripping. He's like, I have to have you dead. So we go out to the wheat field. This is. And Sunset. what you do, home field, adva- home field advantage. Yeah. So the oh, Shogun. Duplicitous scumbag that he is. Probably played for the Celtics at one time. I bet he did. That he fucking set it up. He's like, all right, we're, it's going to be at sunup. Wink. And then I'm going to, and then coincidentally, my son's going to be standing right in front of the sun. Yep. So the gonna sun's going to be in your eyes. Yep. And Ogami's like, whatever. Uh, he's just dead to the world. He's just dead inside. He's like, I don't give a shit if I fucking die. But I'm going to take you with me. Yeah. So, like, like, I, I I don't know. I think. Do you think samurais really fought like this? They put their arms out way out to their sides and then just run at each other. I can't imagine. I think when they were doing like plays about samurais, you know, and they do those little tippy tap, the like little tippy tap, like Fred Flintstone bowling. <laughs> 
I think this is just how they play it up for, you know, a movie and a play and a show. I can't imagine they actually do this, but it does look fucking cool. It makes a it makes a dramatic scene. Right. And so we are we are running. We're getting cuts back and forth of the two running. We're seeing the sunlight and it's blinding us. And we're like, how is Ogami gonna do this fucking thing? And they're getting closer and closer and then Ogami ducks. And little King Kazugi with a smirk on his face and a little metal headband. Yeah, he had like, he looked like a little like metal flower on his forehead. And it reflected the light back, which is not cheating because it makes it fair because they both have light in their eyes now. So it, Ogami's not cheating, people. I mean, they never established the rules outside of he's standing here, you're standing there. Well, you sh- I mean, if you're honorable, you shouldn't have the sun in your opponent's eyes. Okay. But then again, everyone, anyone who ever talks about honor never has any. That's a good point. So, yes, and he just whoosh, chops the Shogun's son's head off. We get that nice shot of just like a fucking headless body and then... Geyser blood sprays out of the next. Beautiful. We got the sunlight in the background. He just walks off. We just join them again, and they're rolling into a town, and they're looking for a nice uh, place to take a bath. They, you know, they've been walking on barefoot, so it's like they want to wash their feet and everything. You get a nice you got some uh, funk going on. Oh, of course. You got a nice Shane scene here where he's playing in the bathtub. You can see the innocent well, first joy on we his get, face. We get, we get like a woman lets him in. The owner's like. That fucking hobo Ronin samurai, fuck, he ain't got no money. Yeah, they, they. I thought they knew who it was and everything, no. and they were like, get this fucker out no, of here. No, they just thought he was news. a Ronin, and which were, which like the broke samurai. So okay. Like, he has no fucking money. He can't afford a bath. Fuck this guy. Yeah. And she's like, well, we need the fucking money, COVID, you know? And it's like, I don't give a shit. You're going to have to leave, sir. Sir. He's pulling a Karen on her. Okami has already heard this. He's walked back out to the cart, and he has pulled out. Well, he's like, will this do? Throws down this big fucking Japanese wad. <laughs> He's like, and it's like thousand pieces of gold. Would that too for a bath. Whatever you say, sir. I'll suck <laughs> your dick. You know. He's just like, you know. Well, he runs back the money, and then he's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, I'll help them." He runs back out, sir. Little samurai boy, let me wash your feet. And he's they, like licking the kids' feet. He's like, no, dude, we're not into that shit. All right. When we this, cut, I, we we really want a bath. Yeah. No, we know what you do in the back room. Yeah. Rub and tug. No. Give us a bath. We cut down. We see these are Kane's feet. I recognize those feet. They're right. lethal. <laughs> and he splashes water in the fucking this little shot. It, yeah. The innkeeper's face. <laughs> and apparently there's a lot of suds and this is hot water because he's like, ah, I'm blind. And Ogami's just like, God damn, I sh- I'm so glad I didn't murder you earlier because you're just fucking little badass. He doesn't even say that. He's like, I need a bath. And just grabs fucking Daigoro, and they just go in the back to, like, a hot tub. Yeah, Cub, Cub gets up, and then they cut the Shane. He just runs right. away. Little, little Cub runs away into the hotel room, or their little in Bathhouse. Bathhouse. So they're just chilling in the hot tub. You see some bubbles flying up. With, you can tell it's Shane, because bubbles fly up from the water. He's farting in the bathtub. Of course. And, and that's what actually what sets off his samurai senses, because he, he reaches down. He's, he's, he's like... I don't know what he's just in a trance, fucking Ogami. He's just he sitting is. there, like eyes closed, hair enjoying, disheveled as usual. Yeah. And he reaches down, grabs the samurai sword, about to, yeah. pulls it, it out a little, like an inch. You always have this. You get this in anime too, where they just pop it from the sheath, and you get that one nice little click. It's like when people reload a gun. Samurais have it with their sword, so he's just fiddling with it, just teasing the audience. Like, are we about to see some shit in a bathhouse? And then he realizes it's just, it was just Shane farting in the bathtub. So he's like, 
chills out. Kid's like, dude, dad, I'm getting pruny here. Can we get out of this fucking tub? We've been here for three hours. It's not even, the water's not even fucking hot anymore. <laughs> and he just grabs them, takes them out. They're done. So we move on. We're heading to another town because, again, we're just splicing in different movies here. So there's constantly just this like moving still, to I a think, next scene. This is still, scene. I think, sort of. I think the first half is sort of vengeance. So, but we're just like in a whole new town now, and we got the shoguns showing up. The 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 shoguns, the shoguns, the shoguns. Yes, oh. they have shown up and they're demanding cub now, just cub. This is interesting, Murray. Well, they said you won your freedom, but that doesn't give your your son the right to be free from the kingdom. We're we're bringing him back Always with us. Always changing the rules. Always changing the rules. And he's like, "Fuck you!" And then he starts cutting motherfuckers up. We got to fight. They're on a little mini waterfall. Their fight looks very beautiful. He's just slicing and dicing. The fucking Shogun's watching from a bridge. Yeah, Shogun's watching from a bridge. He's brought his second son with him. Right. And after uh, Ogami has taken care of all the shoguns, he looks over, sees the shogun, and shogun's like, ah, but will you best this son? He's even better, and the son is not on your side this time, and you're going to fight in water. And and he easily kills his son. I don't think the son even puts up any fucking offense. Takes yeah, him out. it was interesting how this happened, because the son goes for a big overhead slash, and... Ogami's just got his blade hit it in the water. Apparently, they're, since they're so close to where the water was going downspout and hitting the other water, it was too bubbly and everything. He couldn't see the blade. I thought he, what he was going to do was flick water in the guy's eyes. I thought he, so, too. But he didn't do that. He's no. an honorable man. He just pulls the sword up, and the guy's like, oh, my God, the sword was down there? Like a magic trick for a child. So yeah, he cuts his face off. And Shogun is pissed. He's like... I curse you. You will never find peace. And, and Ogami actually talks up. He just says, well, I'm going to fucking kill you. Right. All right. Walk. Walk. And walk he does. Cut to, okay, so he's got, the, the Shogun's got like 50 sons. So he sends another son to the ninjet crew. Yeah, this is Lady a ninja. This is going to be a reoccurring character. I uh we were trying to figure out a name for him. I suggested Raiden cuz he's everyone's got the straw hat, but this guy keeps coming up. So try to call him Raiden. The Shogun he's like maybe pussy will fucking do like, you know, we've all been in a pussy fog, Griff. Maybe they think that's going to stop Ogami. Yeah. No it won't. His wife's dead. He hasn't banged yeah. in a while. Right. She had great teats. It, it, well, yeah, we saw uh, Daigoro working him over earlier. Yeah. <laughs> which will come into play later Jesus. on. That kid can work a nipple. Well, yeah, well, we saw him. We, it, it was foreshadowing because we saw him breastfeeding earlier. So that's just foreshadowing. People. Do you think they would let a kid fondle a nipple in a modern no, movie? We're getting way ahead of ourselves. I'm sorry. So, no. So, no. So the it's a female ninja crew. And. I, I don't know why, but it really got on my nerves. The ninjette, I'm going to call her, Supreme Ninjette. She laughs for no reason. It's the most annoying fucking laugh I've ever heard. I thought she laughed because she says, what happened to the uh, Shogun's second son? And he, the guy just, uh, Raiden just mumbles, nothing uh, good happened. They're dead. And I thought she laughed at that. Okay, I don't know. She's got on my nerves. And so he's like, look. Got on Raiden's there. How, how do we know how good you are? She's like, well, give me your finest warrior. I want to point out, 
This is the most unfairest fight of all. It's eight on one. I didn't get this. This is supposed to be a show of strength. This is not a show of strength. So at we got all. all these women. They're in kimonos. They look like they're not. They don't like geishas, but they're wearing kimonos. And he's like, but they're, they're I, I don't know if this is how kimonos all of them work or anything, but they're so tight around their ankles that they have to like shuffle just a little bit. Yeah. Like they kind of had the Fred Flintstone tippy taps yeah, going they on. Yeah, did. And I think that is, you know, that's it's one of those weird things, you know. So I'll give them that their mobility is restricted. Right. I'll give them that. So he's he's like, all right, here's my best guy, and they commence to slice and they pick this guy apart. Yeah, he is tasked with. Get out of this room. That was his task. You just need to get away. And he's in the beginning, he's doing all right because he's got the little like claw with a chain on it. And he hooks, he jumps up to the ceiling. Yep. And they rip off because he had like a robe. They rip it off. So now he's wearing a ninja's costume. Yeah. He was going to swing into the doors. The girls, the, all eight of them, have surrounded him. So they got every direction covered. So he swings towards the doors. The girls are just there waiting for him. So he gets knocked off. He gets he gets the clothes knock, uh, cut they, off of they him. They rip his clothes off first. And then they start picking. They cut his fingers off. This was kind of cool. I liked I liked these cuts. So we're seeing little pieces of the guy plopping on the ground. They yeah. cut his arms you off. You see like a chunk of his ear, like his whole ear inside of his face comes off. They cut his feet off. Oh, my God. So yeah. by the end, he's just fucking, he's just a torso and a head. Yeah, we see him like rolling away, and then the two two uh, girls finally jump over, and like they both pierce him in the neck or something. Oh, God, it was gruesome. I'll give him that it's gruesome as shit. It's just, it wasn't all that impressive. He had nowhere yeah. to go. They said, get out of here. He didn't really fight that hard. Well, yeah, it's kind of hard when you have eight people. From every direction. I've had three people attack me at once, and that's not easy. So, like, eight. And what disappoints me about what we're about to get I liked it, in, though, because we always see the fights. Like, for some reason, there's honor among bad guys. So they take them on one on one time. No, they just gang. That's, that's a real fight. Well, real, this, this is the most realistic fights we've ever seen in a movie. I'll agree. And they decided not to use this tactics coming up here. They decided oh. to go two at a time. <laughs> so, anyways, we'll go ahead and move on here with the movie. So she's hired. Yeah, of course. So we- Gami, once again, he's wrong. we get a little uh, uh, voiceover from Little Daigoro. And we learn that how they make their money is... Yeah. He- As we travel the roads, we pass by all the temples. And sometimes people leave us messages at the temples. And then we see there's this awesome fucking gnarly wolf, you know, scroll on the wall. Right, to let you know, hey, we need, we're looking for you. And he, I guess everybody knows he hangs out at the temples to pray for the people he kills. Of course. So he leaves a little message with stones, makes two rings inside each other to let them know, hey, I got your message. You know, when, when, I, maybe there's some, the configuration says what time, I don't know. But, all right, message heard, message sent. So we meet up at the temple. He's these people that are like, man, Shogun, his sons, they're just fucking shit up. They're taxing us. You know, I hear they're fucking drinking blood of babies. All the whole QAnon's called Adrenochrome, Murray. And we don't like it. All right. And we would totally attack the Capitol, but we want you to do it. Brainwashing the kids, little cuties, he's calling them. And Ogami's like, Whatever you got the fucking you got the thousand pieces of gold. Long, give a yeah, shit his about. price is one thousand. It doesn't matter who he's taking out. The price is one thousand gold, and it. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. We need to know how bad it. We've heard you're a badass, but we need some evidence. And he's just like, just 
staring off into space, just grabs a sword, throws it at the wall. Of course, this is like Japan where they got the fucking paper walls. And then it just slides down, and we see a fucking ninja is hiding behind the fucking door. And he's like, is that good enough for you? The guy nods, and he's like, well, that was pretty good. And we break down. So the Shogun... He, his son, as they had mentioned, he's he, Cairo, I believe his name was. Kiro? I think it's Kiro. I just, no, it was his brother. No, it was his so brother, excuse me. I called him Shobro. Shobro. Kiro was uh, fucking with his village and everything. Well, the Shogun wants him back in town now. He wants him back by his side. So he has sent out the three most deadliest brothers in this side of town, the Masters of Death. Sounds like badasses. And he explains further. Ogami. One. Uses a claw. And we're talking like the Vega fucking claw. The Wolverine claw. That was sweet. That's the one I would pick. Yeah. Those were nasty looking blades. The second. Uses a club. And this is. I don't know what. This is just a club with spikes in it. Yeah. It was a club spike. Yeah. Yeah. A spike club I should say. not Not too cool. Not as cool as the claw. And then the third. This guy likes to get up close and nasty. I couldn't tell if he said a mailed fist, as in chain mail, no, it, or I could nailed not, fist. No, I couldn't understand what it was, because it's, it's somewhere between a gauntlet and brass knuckles. Like, because it just, it doesn't cover the whole hand, it just covers his knuckles. Yeah. It's like a plate with spikes on it. Yeah. So I just called him uh, fist, is what I called him. Yeah, fist works, but it, it does have some spikes there. And so uh, they're coming in to make sure Cairo makes it back to the Shogun. And she's like, fine, whatever. As long as the fucking cash check, the check cashes, I'm out. I'm down. So now we know uh, Ogami is going on an assassination mission, which doesn't seem like he, he, you know, he's not talking to us. He's not saying, here's well, I'll probably find him and take him out. He's just, it just looks like he's wandering again. Yeah. You know, he just wanders and things just happen to fall in front of him. So as he's wandering around, come to a trail, and we got some chesters out, and they're playing. They got colorful outfits on. They're doing backflips and shit. It's really cool. Well, but they look familiar because they're all ladies. Yeah. We know ladies don't know how to do acrobats. <laughs> and, of course, while this while they're approaching, Kane is uh, thinking to himself and talking, narrating again, I keep track of all the dead my father has, of course, killed. 342, I believe. He tells me not to keep track, but then I don't know who to pray for, so I have to keep track. Adorable. Just adorable. So, it's... I don't want to break the surprise, but guys, it's the ninjets. Two of them. Two of them. Just No, two. there were three of them for the, this one. Oh, okay. Because, because I, I remember there was a scene, but so... Their plan is, we're going to wear such tacky fabrics, it's going to blind, like, straight out of the 70s fabric. It's polyester. Yep. I think we saw it in the Playboy special we watched. Definitely. I think uh, Richard Dawson was wearing some of it. It's And it's literally dazzling fucking Ogami's eyes. He's, like, yeah. he's just getting... I would put it up, but it would give people epilepsy, so right. I can't. Yeah, I actually did have an epileptic seizure. I'm sorry to hear that. that. And, but it's not enough. So they leap down, and then he just, like, like... I love how they stood long enough so they could all die at the same time. Because he, he does them all, and then he does that sweet, sweet move where he sheaths his fucking sword. And then they break in half. And then they all yeah. crumble. Yeah. I, I, only, I only remember two of them dying. But 
It has no, to be he had th- one on it. He was like surrounded. It, it has to be three yeah. because I have the math right here. <laughs> right. Because it goes over to Cub and he goes, three more dead, three hundred and forty-five. I'm just realizing this. This kid can't even talk. Like he does, he's narrating, but he can't. That's talk. why I liked him. I and realized he can do math. I hate children, Griff, in real life and in movies. But I, I think the adage makes sense. Children should be seen and not heard because I can tolerate a child when it doesn't talk. Like I liked Igoro because he didn't talk. That's why I liked just, the kid from Road Warrior. He don't talk. Just looked upset. He just grunted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going. There's a there's like a little like river stream along the road, and he sees these women picking vegetables, and they're washing the vegetables. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Radishes. Yeah, man. And I was they were they were horseradish. Uh, it wasn't was it? horseradish. It, it, it's I not a radish. It, Radishes it, are no. like small. I looked it up because I was like, what is this? I need to know. It's a radish. Oh, I'm Japanese radish. It ain't a fucking American radish. There you go. And so he's just like, whatever. He's like, he notices them, but he keeps going. And then two. this is where two ladies, they're like, hey, like Frisbee. And they take off their fucking straw hats, throw it. And, of course, there's like metal razors on it. He doesn't care. He just slices through them. He's like, no, I don't like Frisbee, by the way. And then <laughs> he kills one of them. And I think the other one, like... Gets a drop on him, but no, he doesn't because our boy was. It, is it this year or is this the one later on? I think this was the one later. Okay, on. so he, I can't, all right, I, I, I think uh, you're right. So he, he just kills these two broads. This is two. That's, he just killed three women. So how's two going to do anything? See, again, we were talking about how impressive these women work together against the one one of Ryden's guys. They the eight of them work together. They slice all of his ears. I think and, they got too cocky, Griff. I think they're like, look what we did to that guy, and he's the great. He's the greatest fucking fighter of those. They uh, they try. They put all their eggs in the surprise basket. You know, after the first two or first three, excuse me, got destroyed, the rest of them should have got together. We'll say there's, yeah, there actually is five. The 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 other five should have probably been like, hey, that's a bad plan. Let's let's all five of us surround them. We can still you know surround them that way. No, two more walk straight at them, and from eighty feet away, try to throw fucking frisbee hats. It's not gonna work. Yeah, they lose. Um, unless you're playing frisbee with shades. It's not gonna work. Chase is the only one who falls for that I trick. I love how he's just walking down this road, killing people, and it's walking past him, it's leaving a sea of yep. bodies. Because then, literally, like, 50 feet later, we see the women that were picking the radishes up. Yep, they got baskets full of them, and they're just walking down, and they're smiling like they're innocent, <laughs> innocent women. But they're not so we innocent. Are any women innocent, Ruff? So... They got radishes of death. They're like made out of metal. I don't know, dude. They're yeah. They're fucking throwing them. They're crashing through the stroller, which is like the thickest wood. Was, was there was there supposed to be a knife attached to them, or they were literally just radishes? One of them had a hidden blade in it because okay. the camera was doing an overhead shot of uh, the woman holding it in her hand, and then she flips it over and pulls a little blade out. Oh, that's cool. And it was, it was. I I did love it. So. Three of them are working really well together. They're getting really close to the cart. We're getting cuts of Kane here, guys. Of course it's Kane because he's watching it. He's yawning. He's just letting his dad take care of it. Filing his nails. Yeah. A fucking radish has shoved its way through the right fucking... Right between his legs. Almost yeah. chopped off his little Kane dick. He's Apparently. Because <laughs> fucking radishes are sharp now. Uh, but he's just sitting there yawning, taking it in. And uh, Ogami has finished off two of the women, and one of them is getting right up in Kane's shit. 
finishes his yawn, winks at the woman, hits a little button next Just to one. One with his little one finger, deep, hits the button. Flips her off. <laughs> and the knife just shoots out of the fucking baby cart right into her gut. Does the finger licks <laughs> fucking rat flick thing. at her. Yeah, the rat finger licks flick. <laughs> so they're all dead, but are they? We're bringing that up until someone explains what that fucking thing is. Because there's one left. The Supreme Ninja is left. And she attacks Ogami. With the most intense weapon a ninja can go up against, Murray. A net. Yes. She ne- she's got a big enough net to trap Ogami and the stroller with Kane inside it. She and- does a net flick. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. You should have saw, everybody, the little glint in Murray's eye when he came up with that one. He's so proud of that. Oh. Uh, so he paid me the big bucks. So this net is very restrictive and still somehow loose at the same time. It's like it's like uh Well come on. He's a grown man, she's a woman. Like, she's gonna be able to contain him. Like he can pull against the net. Come right. On. So this net also has some hooks in it. So he's getting like uh caught with the hook it's like a fishing net kind of deal here. So he's getting hit with like the hooks and everything. He's trying to pull his blade out, but he can't quite get it out. He he pulls it once, but then it gets forced back down, and he's really selling it. He's really selling it, and then he fucking pulls it out. He's just toying with his it, sword. His sword. His sword. Yeah. He didn't pull his dick out to like mesmerize no, he did, her. He did pull out a radish, though. He did. <laughs> he was keeping one in his pants to really impress he's, the ladies. Yeah, she actually asked, "Is that your radish in your pocket, or are you just happy?" To see <laughs> he's like, "I'm not happy to see anybody. Look at my face." Cuts through, slashes at her, but she is such a ninja. She jumps out of her kimono, literally did, jumps out of it. I did not see she, this it, it was It was a very David Byrne-like kimono, though. It, it was. very big, so she had the room. I really love that scene, and then I love this scene because, again, Ogami has no reaction to anything. He's got cuts all over him. He's great looking great. Pan. Great Horrible juice. facials. Great deadpan. I like his facials. I think his deadpan is fantastic. Well, deadpan's great, but he doesn't sell any kind of emotion. This is good. Um, I love this though. Supreme Ninja. I I don't. I couldn't tell if it was a green screen or not. She is running backwards, just those tiny tippy tap Fred Flintstone tips, just backwards, and she's just like flying backwards. I love it. Looked it. like uh, Benny Hill. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> it it was so amusing to me. I don't know why. It was so amusing though. All right, so Agami just carries on because this is what he does. This is the movie. Again, if this was a two-hour movie, not going to work as well, but it's under 90 minutes. Well, that's why they combined two movies because, yeah. yeah. It it, It made it this interesting little tale. I loved it. It's a little jog through, you know, a samurai's life. And I, so I now great. they're like in you know, like a sparse forest, if you will, and there's a whole army of fucking choguns. Yeah. We breach the forest and then some – okay – we didn't mention it right off the bat, but the music in this music, music, music. in this movie, is very '80s, very synthy. Very, I I love the oh, the song we opened with is very John Carpenter. Very John Carpenter. So I could totally see John Carpenter tapping his toe with his hand, hand in, his in his pocket, hitting two keys, <laughs> not simultaneously, one at a time. He does not use two fingers for his music; one finger only. The one finger John Carpenter. Why technique. use two fingers when one will suffice? Exactly. That's what you see. People get too complicated with things, but John Carpenter is like, no, this is it. Less is more. This is it. So as soon as he breaches this forest, that music starts in. I was like, oh shit, what now? What 
now. And Raiden's boys are there. The one cut, there was like 30 of them. Yeah. And then they go into the second cut, and there's t- like maybe 10 of them. Well, that's because uh, Daigoro takes out a bunch of them. Because <laughs> uh, Okami, I, does he grab like some blades off the, the cart first? I think, yeah, he does. He's get, he grabs a blade off each side and creates a giant spear. As he steps up, he he's not... He's walking that way. He's like, I'm not going to fucking stop for you, for you goons. I'm right. whatever. Don't show any fear, dude. So he steps up, and they throw out, like, one of the guys throws out a weight and grabs his katana that he uses. Oh, yeah. Good. So he gets that pulled away, and he's just like, you motherfucker. Rips off the handles, which is a blade, and he pushes. Yeah. Little. Well, there's, there's two blades, and then he connects them into yeah. one. So he's got, like, a giant spear with blades on each end. Yeah. And then he just, yeah, he just kicks fucking Daigoro t- at the fucking goons, and Daigoro's like, oh, is this where I got to? Again, we know this is Kane because he's yawning as he's rolling forward into t- 10 to 45 men. This is where we see that it's only, like, 12 men, but a minute ago it was 45. And as he's rolling through. Puts well, on his Nintendo Power Glove. Beep, boop, beep. Blades are just flying off the fucking baby cart. I thought that was a cheat code. It was. He went. He, he did up, up, A, B, start, select. Invincibility. He gave himself some extra lives. He pops out blades on the wheels. Right. He takes out a couple of ankles. At one point, I thought he hit a button and like something shot out. Oh, you know what? It, it was like, oh, I don't remember. I remember. All I remember is him taking out ankles. He and then he just all. like sat there yeah, just and like, everybody my, just my left him alone yeah. like a minute ago they were trying to get him and now they're just like who the fuck cares well they gotta get rid of Ogami first He's someone someone could have ran like like if this were a football game you know you would run like a, a trick play where you get his attention diverted over here to get the baby and run away but they're like no we gotta kill him first. <laughs> it's a bad plan that's all I'm trying to say and so Ogami does what he does best he's just killing fools he's just slicing and dicing chopping and slopping blood spraying everywhere that's it. That's it. I, I mean, I one ninja it. gets away though. All the action scenes. I, I believe Riding gets away because he he does end up talking to Supreme Ninja. So he in goes the back to the Supreme Ninja. I don't know where she gets off laughing at this guy. He's like, "Bitch, you fucked up too." Yeah, she's like, "What happened to all your men?" <laughs> Way too long a laugh. It was almost as long as Sully's horror from Commando. Yeah, it's that long. <gasps> You all right there? Yes. And they're like, we got to come up with a new plan. How about if we just kill the kid? I, the kid is the secret to his power. We get rid of the kid. Ogami has no more power anymore. And so she's she's like thinking it. She's stroking their chin. She's just like, huh, I kind of like this plan. But at the same time, after he turns his back, and you'll notice he did he did kind of like the little mama from fucking uh, Cleopatra Jones move where he like yeah. did one of these but it was it wasn't a gesture of a hot ass it was a gesture of guys yeah Griff's talking about grabbing an ass he's yeah paying a mind to me but that doesn't work on the mic yeah it yeah. doesn't it doesn't yeah. I forgot to detail what was yeah. what I was doing yeah. but he he's waving his goons uh, ahead because they have scoped out where uh, Ogami has moved on to and as he's turned around we actually see some kind of dread go over Ninjet's face. Like, she's kind of looking confused about this. Or not confused, but uh, distraught about this well, idea she, of stealing a child. She's, well, she's a woman, so, you know, maybe she has a child for all. We don't know. Yeah. She's a working mom. She clearly doesn't believe all is fair in love and war. She's like, well, 
we should leave the children alone. Right. And these guys are desperate. They, the Shogun's got devil juice, so they're like, hey, man, we don't want to get killed, so we'll yeah. kill a baby. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a baby, we'll strangle a baby, we'll drown a baby, we'll bash its brains with rocks. We don't care. We got to get that baby. So much like the horrible facials Ogami does, he doesn't sell either. So we didn't notice that he actually got stabbed a few times in the process of that fight. Yes. So he's all fucked up. He's bleeding. He stumbles, finds a barn, abandoned barn, and just collapses. Yes, a nice little dilapidated hut. And we get some beautiful little cuts. And again, this is where Shane really shines because he's whimsical. He's bopping and beeping. And he's walking over. He's found some water. He found a nice little river. So he's cupping water. And walking, taking two steps and realizing he has no water in his hands. So he goes down and slurps it up into his cheeks like a little squirrel. I thought he was going to drink water in this piss in his dad's mouth. But no, <laughs> he just spits it in his mouth instead. And apparently, that's this is like fucking... A, maybe this is the River Styx. He had healing properties because that's all he needed to survive. Like, sword wounds with just a little sleep and some water. <laughs> just sleep and some, water. And some um, a little cornbread or some shit. It looked like cornbread. <laughs> Japanese cornbread. Because they find a little Buddha statue and there's some offerings left. And yeah. eat. We... we we know they spend half their times in fucking temples, so he knows the story. He's like, I have to give something to receive something. Yes. So little Shane, this is this was Kane because he took off the Michael. Oh, you Jackson. know it was Kane. He if it was off- Shane, he would have ate and probably right. shit right there. Well, I knew it was him because he had the thriller jacket. He was wearing. I don't know. It didn't fit like old ancient Japan, but somehow it worked. Yeah. So he takes off the Michael Jackson thriller jacket, and believe me, at that time, those were hot property, dude. Yeah. Way worth more than three fucking pieces of cornbread. Yeah. And he just lays it on the, the altar and takes the corner. Yeah, he like threw it over its shoulders so it could look uh, badass. Buddha bad, never looked cooler. Buddha never looked. Th- this is why they're protected through the rest of the movie. It's it's that gift right there. Buddha's gonna protect him. So like night falls, dad. He's like dead. This is one one time he talks. He was dead. Are you dead? And it was like that voice. It was like couldn't get a kid's voice. Yeah. And <laughs> dead. Are you dead? And he's like, mm. he's like Frankenstein all of a sudden for some reason. <laughs> and he's just like, let me sleep, son. And then it was like, like the sweetest siren sound you've ever heard. We just hear this come out of the, the, the wind. Siren call has uh, has no guided. man could stop himself. Yeah, from, like hearing that. Many of the yeah. most experienced sailors have crashed their ships due to that siren song. Beautiful. You can't you can't resist that. And neither can Daigoro because he runs off. He's like, I must I must find the beautiful woman that is singing this beautiful song. Oh my god, it's the fucking Injet Griff with the fucking Shoguns. Of course it is. And they've captured our little Daigoro the cub. And we go over to Ogami who's. 
finally starting to kind of wake up a little bit. There's actually been some some of this before, and I I forgot to mention it. Did you notice that they did like this kind of like shadowy effect of people? It wasn't like shadows. It was like a hologram or something of them, or, like a trail of them was being left behind in some of the action scenes. Yeah. And this guy had it when he was walking, and that kind of like builds up how fucked up Ogami is right now. As this guy's walking. He he's seen like double of his feet and shit. It was a really cool little effect there. I was really appreciate a lot of the shots of this movie. So he sees these feet and he's like, God damn it. Unless Kane I'm um, excuse me, Dagoro has grown six feet overnight. <sighs> that little bitch got abducted. So he wakes up, finds, you know, right in there, and he's gonna lure him over to this part of the woods where they're gonna have a nice little sacrifice of uh of his cub. Well, they got Daigoro tied up over a well. We can tell it's Shane because he's a, he's a victim. Yes. Shane only plays the victim role. Yes. So, but he's still chill. He's just like, hey, Dad, just hang in there. Well, he's brain dead. He doesn't sense danger. <laughs> Jesus. And then uh, uh, I love it because he's like, well, what are you going to do now? We're going to drop your kid in this fucking well. He's like, do it. Fuck do I care. Yeah. I lo- I, they didn't say it in this one, but they say it in the uh, – the movie, the original, like Japanese language. He's like, "We're walking a pathway to hell." I don't fucking give a shit. Like, he's no, just like, he's just like, he'll meet us. He'll he'll be get there sooner than I will. And then he like he, gives a little wink to Shane. He, he pulls the wings. Who gives a shit? I right? love it because he does. He even in this, he says something pretty badass. He says, "We've already embraced our death. Kill him. It won't matter." But yeah. He, Shane, uh, th- this we get a cut of Kane because he winks at him, and then he kicks off his uh, little sandal. Right. And both him and his dad time out how far it goes down. They calculate turpidity. They're calculating turpidity because it's Kazugi. Right. Kazugis are born with the knowledge of turpidity. And then he's like, and now! And then he just goes into action. Slice, 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 slice. Fucking ninjets just like, oh, my God, she's kind of turned on by yeah, it. Yeah, she has horrified. released the rope. Right. But then amongst all the action, she steps on it. Cause she she's... does. Ogami does. Oh, shit. So Ogami kills like three guys. Then he just stomps on it, takes care of some other guys. She's just standing there dumbfounded. That. Right, yeah. Holy shit. And then well, all that's left is the ninja woman. And he's just like, I'm tired. I, I, go, just leave. Pulls up fucking Daigoro. You just see just the little tips of his toes got wet. Perfect timing. Yeah. Master of turpidity. All they did was clean his dirty little feet. That's all they did. They were trying to murder this child, and, and they all they them. did was clean his feet. This is, this is you see, this is a callback to the whole uh, the bathhouse scene. They were right. just kind of playing with that. So he's just like, just go. And she's like, all right. She just walks off. She's, she's, she's like... Nobody can kill this motherfucker. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm like I'm hot for him a little clearly because he's a great dad and he's you know he's 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 got a double chin but he's still kind of sexy. It was the first time that my father ever left an opponent on the battlefield alive. Don't know where that child voice is on the range there, but there so go. they decide. I guess he knows. Ogami instinctively knows where Shobro is going to be because he gets on a, a boat. It just so happens the Masters of Death are on as well. Yeah, when we see a cut of them, they're coming over on a boat, and now they're on this same boat. It's very convenient how this worked out. 
Yeah, so the, the Masters of Death and Ogami are on the same boat going to the show, bro. Kari. Yep. So, and I know, and then you notice there's a, a nervous woman. It's the Ninjette. Everybody's on this boat. This is the only boat yeah. out of fucking town, apparently. Of course, Ninja. She's apparently running away from Shogun or something, or maybe I'm, yeah, because yeah, she is running away. But they're she's they're gonna, heading into the Shogun's uh, place, so they managed to hop the ship when it was finishing its circuit. Apparently, no, they're going to get the show, bro. And then they're going to take him back to the Shogun. Yeah, you're right. So they're still just on their way to get the Shogun. Right. Okay. But yeah, Ninjet's there. Because she's like, because she knows the Shogun will kill her. Yeah. Because she failed. So she's, oh, so she's still trying to get Ogami because that's I, the only way she can return. I don't know. I don't know her motivation. I don't know if she's no, trying to get away. That's her motivation. Okay. It, it has to be. So... As we're confused about all the intentions of everybody on this boat, we got la- we got ruffians. They're all enjoying some food and everything. There's a monkey. There's a monkey on this boat. Little little fucking Shane. Of course, it's Shane because he's whimsical and got a big right. smile on his face. He doesn't know danger when it's up against him. Whimsical or just simple? It's simple, but I'm going to try not to use that word for him. I already called the brain dead simple and I Shane. feel terrible. Simple Shane. <laughs> Jesus, it's too good. Kick-ass cane and simple Shane. <laughs> so he notices the monkey, and he's that little awful dubbed child voice. Hello, monkey. Come here, monkey. But he notices Ninjat, and he's, like, confused because they got the wrong kid in there Yeah, right they now. literally just saw her last night, but somehow they forget who she is. She's not wearing a disguise. And everybody's wearing drab clothes. She's wearing a bright-ass fucking pink, like, kimono dress well, thing they love those loud blinding fabrics but know, still clearly. she stood out right. amongst everybody and they still didn't know I, I, in in uh ogami's defense i didn't recognize her either so i guess ogami's like they all look the same i don't know what he's going <laughs> through women so uh i love the fucking masters of death they were fucking great i wish masters there was more of, death, of them fucking awesome they're up on deck just chilling leaning against the rail looking at the fucking shit and they're all these like rebels that hate the shogun they're like the fucking masters of death that was our chance we can take them out and they're just like they look at each other like you hear those bitches they think they're gonna fuck with us let's let's give them a little show oh so this is how it happened okay i thought they were kind of like the new zealanders in enter the dragon or the new zealander or he's just a dick no these guys no these are like rebels that hate the show gotcha so they're like putting on their fucking ninja shit the guy puts on his wolverine claw we got we got these are the biggest villains we gotta see them in action and the dude puts on his fucking straps on those gauntlets, whatever the fuck you want to call them. And they're like, let's do this shit. They fucking high-five each other, turn around, and they start murdering all these fucking goons. Just just slaughtering people. It was great. Again, we, we need to see... If we you need gonna, to see how these weapons work. Exactly. If you're going to build up these big bad brothers, we need to see them doing some badass shit. And we got it here. And they yeah. kill like 20 guys. And then Ogami shows like, what the fuck's going on here? I'm trying to sleep. And then it's like it's like a game knows game scenario where they're staring each other down. Yeah, and they all very calmly just head back below deck. Uh, we got the brothers sitting in one corner. We got Ogami and Cubs sitting in the far corner. They're just chilling there. And then we got this just man in between them, kind of mumbling to himself. He hates the Shogunsmen. He hates the Masters Brothers. Right. He's apparently one of the rebels. And so he's thinking to himself, like, oh, I'm going to get these fuckers. He's got a pointy Bob Hope nose. But <laughs> Good call. But the brothers, they can hear him because they're masters of everything. You know, the right. nine powers of the ninja. Not just death. Yeah, not just death. They've got the nine That's powers of the ninja. Their specialty is death. They're masters of other things. And so the one 
Because they, they have those weapons, but then they also have katanas and stuff, yeah. too. Right. So he has a secret little compartment next to his katana. It's like on the sword handle uh, the hilt. hilt. He pops out this teeny tiny little blade, and he fucking throws it across the room. And he lined this up like a pool shot. He's been hanging out with Trouble Man down right. in... Uh, he did... He, you notice he chalked it up first. He did chalk it up, and I did see the cigarette dangling out of his mouth. <laughs> right. And he fucking throws it across the room, and it cuts that perfect Bob Hope nose <laughs> yeah. just right off the guy's job. face. And then the knife sticks right next to Ogami's face. This is, yeah. good, this is a good they're, toss. They're feeling each other out. Yep. Like, he's like, that guy ain't so badass. I've heard about this guy. Let me, let's see what he does to this. Let's see if he flinches. You don't flinch, guys. He just grab. He just calmly. He, just, he wakes up. He's like, uh, grabs that fucking little blade, hurls it back at the guy, right in that little secret compartment, right back into it. That's a one in a billion shot. There, you talk about a needle in a haystack. He threw a needle through a cement wall into back into the haystack it came from, into the one and individual like, hay. Oh shit, maybe he is fucking bad. Well, we're not. He's like. We're not gonna fuck with them now. Yeah, we're not gonna fuck with them right now because they got they got to finish getting Kiro back to back to uh, the Shogun. They got to get their job done first. So that's going on. Supreme Ninja, she's rifling through. There's some CDs there. She's looking through. Yep. And then she's like, "Hey, this soy sauce. It it smells weird. Yeah. This isn't soy sauce. This is oil. Why would they be carrying oil in soy sauce containers?" Huh, and then we got the guy who just lost his nose. He's got a bandana tied over to keep his, you know, nose from bleeding out. Like Michael Jackson. Like Michael Jackson. Oh, boy. Uh, And he is conniving, hands fucking ringing guy. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get those. I'm going to get those brothers. I'm going to get them. And he fucking strikes up this giant torch, and he's going to set the boat on fire, Murray. Right, and he does. And still, like. Nothing shakes Ogami. He's just like, all right, I guess we got to get out. Yeah. He- I, and that, I, I love, this was a really nice shot. The Masters of fucking Death, they put on their fucking gigantic Big Trouble Little China fucking. Yes. They, they say, they're like, we know who you are, motherfucker. We'll see you. Like, he's like, they're like, look, don't fuck with us. Let us move the show, bro, and we're cool. But yeah. if you do fuck with us, we're going to kill you. Yeah, we can do this another time and date. We got to get this guy our job they done. They literally run through fire. They're on the deck. Their fucking straw hats are on fire, and they all do forward flips off the fucking boat into the water. Fuck yeah, great. man. Fuck yeah. So cool. And then Ogami's just like, well, I'm not going to run through the fucking fire. <laughs> yes. So he just like goes, whoosh, whoosh, chops the wood above his head, leaps up through the fucking, you know, the bowels of the ship <laughs> with fucking Ogami on his arm. Or, yeah. And the cart just happens to be there. He just puts a Digora in it, throws the fucking cart off the fucking boat. Dude, I didn't. Yeah. It's a flotation device. It's an amphibious fucking stroller. (laughs) So it it just immediately, you know, floats away. Leaps off after him. And so does Ninjette. She follows after. She's like, now's my chance. Yeah. So they, oh, I was getting so confused. I was like, wait, are the brothers going to get him in the water? And then we cut to somebody swimming after them. And I was like, wait, I recognize that pink outfit. That's Supreme Ninjet. What is she doing? So she just, he's not even ready to fuck around. He's like, I got to get my kid to safety. I'm going to, I, I want to swim. I'm, he was a pretty strong swimmer considering. Yeah. yeah. So we just, he just like backhands her. He's like, come on, give me that. And drags her to shore too. Grabs her by the hair like a caveman. Drags he's her oh boy. 
He finds there's a lot of abandoned barns in ancient Japan. There really is. He finds another one. Yeah, he's gone through all the dilapidated huts, uh, and they're barns. Soaked, dude. And it's, it's like, it's getting nippy out there. No pun intended. Because he immediately strips Daigoro down. Yes. Then rips his clothes off, except for the cocksmock. Yes. And then he's like, now's my chance. And she's like, oh my god, please don't, don't have your way with me. We've been having to deal with Ogami. He's quiet. He's a shell of a man at this point. So when this scene starts, I'm like, we're seeing the but, frustration. But he's still a man. And yeah. he hasn't been laid in at least a year. Yeah. And we, believe me, neither have I from COVID. And I'm feeling it, too. <laughs> so he fucking starts ripping her clothes off. And it's like, we're like, holy shit, is our hero going to rape a woman? I know. I was like, this is incredibly powerful because it's absolutely abhorrent. But I I, I don't know. But unlike Andrew Cuomo, he picks up on her signals. And he's like, oh, she doesn't want to have sex with me. And he grabs her. He's like, bitch, I ain't going to fuck you. Heat. Body heat. We're going to die unless we... We have no There's no tauntauns here to throw people in, all right? We have no material to start a fire. We got nothing. Body heat. So he grabs a little... This is really weird. He grabs a little naked Daigoro, makes a sandwich out of him between those two. And then he's like, well, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> he just like falls asleep immediately. And then he says a very powerful word, uh, a sentence to her before, because as he's trying to drift off to sleep, he can sense that she's still like got a blade in her hand and she keeps like reaching and not reaching. And he he tells her, you're you're trembling. Are you more afraid of peace than war? Basically telling her, like, don't don't do what you're going to do. I'll kill you. And she understands. So she puts this katana down. And then he drifts she, off. He drifts off. She's like, I don't know what to fucking do. There's this fucking naked man and his kid. I mean, a bear hug. I mean, a bear hug. I don't know what to fucking do. I can't go home unless I murder him. Daigoro knows what to do. So she's reaching for the blade again. And Daigoro. He's reaching for something else. His natural instinct kicks in. <laughs> he, well, come on. I think if anybody had a tit in their face, you got to do something with it. So he's just like, flick. Flick starts flicking her nipple. <laughs> and I'm like, and then it got a little too gratuitous. I don't know where he even got him. He pulls out some ice cubes and starts rubbing on her nipples. And I'm like, come on, Daigoro. <laughs> We're trying to warm up. Oh, God. <laughs> I did notice he was humming starting over as well. Starting <laughs> over. <laughs> oh, so we cut to. Uh, that happened, people. A little boy <laughs> played with a woman's nipple. Really spell it out. Yeah. yeah. This is what happened. Yeah. We've seen this kid play with two nipples now in this movie. Two well, different well, women. one, he was being fed. I understand. This one, I don't know. He was... Uh, he was just... He was glancing over <laughs> it. He was using it like a punching bag, a speed bag. Like, oh, man, this he was... put fucking clothespin on it. He's freaky. He's getting into it. And she's very confused, so... I mid- would do a two-year-old <laughs> fucking fondling me. In the middle of the night, she gets out and she's watching the waves crash over. We just have a, like silhouettes. It's dark, you know. You can't really see anything. And we come to the next morning, and just like our boys do, they're just carrying on. They're right. just walking away. And then Ogami stops because he senses, and there's Supreme Ninja Ninjet just sitting there in the background, confused, still kind of broken, but. That nipple work was good because she's just like, I, I can't kill you. Your nipple technique is amazing. 
I'm just gonna go back and have the Shogun kill me. I'd like you see. There's no, uh, there's no denying that that's what Kane was up to, or the Cub, uh, Degayo De- was up to, because we do a narration of him. Supreme Ninja came up from behind us, but she was just confused because she can't return home because she'll have to commit Harry Carry. But the way I work that nipple, I know she can't lay a blade to my father's neck. Or mine. So that was his plan. It was it, it was a plan. It wasn't just instinct. It wasn't. It wasn't just perviness. It was a plan. You actually, I couldn't do it because I'm too much of a man these days, but his voice did crack a little bit in there because he's becoming a teenager. He's three <laughs> becoming a teenager. He's, he's, Boys grow up fast on the road. Exactly, exactly. All right, so now we're getting ready for the final countdown, the final battle. Yep, he's going to continue after... Um, Kiro, he's he's going out now to seek out Kiro because he if he gets to kill the Shogun's brother oh that'd just be that'd be so satisfying. Somebody killing his well wife he's paid to he has to do it. Oh job. yeah, that's right. He was paid to. I forgot he's got double motive. Right. Fuck yeah. All right. Rock and roll. So we're out in the one thousand dollars. We're out in the desert now. I didn't know Japan had deserts, but maybe they I didn't do. know either. So there, so we see the the uh, masters of death there, and then uh, there's I don't know what you call them, but it's like a little treasure chest that they have the fucking gondola. Uh, Is that what they're called? No, gondolas. The That's the boats in Venice. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the word, but it's like a little like you would see like rich people being carried in. Yeah. by peasants. I can't. Ah, god damn it. If this were a Jeopardy a pal- fucking palanquin, question, man, palanquin. I think so. That sounds kind of right too, but. It, it might just be because I like the vowels together. Okay. Whatever. He's in a little treasure chest being carried. It's very small. <laughs> it is tiny. I was like, there's not a human in there. Because it was... I, didn't, it I also, thought it was like gold they were... Wasn't carrying. also kind of like flat? It wasn't... Yes. You, it yeah. was like a treasure chest. But I thought they had gold in so it. So he was like laying down in a <laughs> coffin, essentially. He's just a creep. Because I thought it was a dead body. Because yeah. it, it is flat. It wasn't... Well, soon to be. Yeah. Because they're walking... They're, so they're walking and they got like... Peasants and the Masters of Death. We already know there's rebels after them. We met the rebels on the ship, okay? And I didn't catch this until the second time I was yeah. going through. But then the brother, and we know we know ninja smells shit. We yeah. know commandos yeah. can smell downwind. So they happen to be downwind. And, and then they all tie up their little chin straps on their hats and everything, nice and tight. They start donning up their weapons, and we're like, what, is, what are they getting ready for? We can see throughout the whole desert. There's nothing, Murray. Nothing. Or is there? Because Claw puts on his Wolverine claw, walks up to an area, and just sticks his fucking claws in. And then we just see blood bubbling up from the sand. Kind of awesome. Kind of loved it. Yeah. And then he just pulls a guy up from his fucking face. He's got him hooked. Yeah. I think it was the guy whose nose got cut off. Oh, shit. And he's like, ah. And then he just does it again to another. He's like like picking humans. Fuck picking radishes. He's picking humans. They pick several of them off. And then finally, the rebels realize what's happening, and so they all pop up their blankets, and we get uh, we get another little fight with our villains. Well, a slaughter it ain't really a fight. Yeah, just, three it's a guys job. take out twenty guys like it was nothing. Squash match for sure, no big deal. And they're like, "All right, well, let's go move on again." We took care this of this. This is the theme of the movie. All right, walk <laughs> forward. This is this is the uh, very condensed Lord of the Rings with just action scenes, and then just a couple right. seconds of them walking. It's exactly like Lord of the Rings. A lot of walking. A lot of walking. And then they walk up and they see Daigoro. He's just chilling. He's just like, mm, points up to the fucking heavens. Fucking, we see Ogami on top of this giant sand dune. Mm. And like, they're like in their lips. You're like, I want to fight this motherfucker. So the Masters of Death are like, it's on, motherfucker. They climb up there, face off. 
Okay. I really like this. Okay. So, again, they have the numbers, but they have, they also are going to be honorable, apparently, and fight one at a time because they are very slow to follow up here. Okay. So, Murray, we get the club first. And he comes running at it. Of course, he comes with a big overhand, uh, you know, attack. And he just gets his fucking club broken into. Of course, right. he just gets cut in half. And then he goes for a katana. He pulls it out across his body and fucking... Uh, we get a slash right through the katana. Right. Man, Okami. He's got a, he got a Hotori Hanzo blade. Dude. Yeah, clearly. And, and then uh, he just gets cut right down. the. This this was a fucking beautiful shot. Ogami slices him down his fucking head. His head pops open like the thing when the, 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 in the movie The Thing where the guy's head splits yeah, in half. Yeah, our camera goes from the front. We see the blade come down. And then we go down and we're slowly climbing up. And we see that head splitting. Yeah. Oh, oh, we see a body so just cool. kind of trembling. And then it slowly cracks open like down the middle. So cool. And then we see fucking Ogami's face like right center, right in between the halves of the head. And then blood starts spraying out. Very beautiful shot. It's so good. And then fucking fists. Again, he waits till the first guy is lost. Well, that was a badass shot. He had to let that guy enjoy the moment. That's like, true. I know you killed my brother, but that was pretty sweet. You deserve it, yeah. yeah. So Fist comes swinging out there, and he's fucking just throwing shit everywhere. But, uh, yeah, I, I believe in this I instance, think Fist immediately gets taken out. He gets stabbed in the stomach. He like, did, didn't he? He yeah. stabbed the stomach, and then, oh God, and then no. he falls... No, what happens is he throws a fist, he throws a second oh, fist, right, yeah. and he fucking tumbles away. Ogami tumbles away from him, and then he pops back up and throws his fucking katana, <laughs> and Fist is just, like, disgusted. He's like, I let you bathe in that badass glory a minute ago, and you throw your katana into me? How? How can you throw? How can you well, throw? Well, he thinks it's a dumb move. Why would you throw your weapon away? Now, yeah, now he's got no and sword. And then, then with his dying breath, he says that, and then he just rolls down the fucking hill. Then Claw's like, now's my chance. Yep. You so- don't have a katana. Fucking uh, Ogami does another flip, goes down there. Yeah, he he he's he lets uh, Claw get real close to him. He evades that attack. He falls downhill. He had just apparently walked back uphill. Grabs a fucking uh, katana he again. He grabs the katana out of the guy's stomach, his, yep. and... And he grabs Fist's katana, so he has two. Yeah, so he blocks a blow, and then we get a flurry of moves here. And, uh, yeah, then we have the most impressive uh, strike to the neck. And we can't explain this well enough, Murray, so I'll go ahead and cut to uh, Claw himself explaining it. Your technique is magnificent. When cut across the neck, a sound like wailing winter winds is heard, they say. I'd always hoped to cut someone like that someday, to hear that sound. But to have it happen to my own neck, it's ridiculous. I mean, that sound was beautiful. Well, the cut was so amazing, it allowed him to have a two-minute monologue before he died. That's yeah. how perfection it was. That's got to be terrifying to know. That's like the five-finger Ter- death punch. Terrifying, yet, that- ex- yet exhilarating. Yeah. Because you're hearing... Well, no, it was funny because he was like... He says it, and he's like, 
Actually, it's kind of ridiculous when it's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I like that's how we closed it off too. I love how he closes with, "This is ridiculous." <laughs> Why did I want to do this? Oh my god! And then uh, it dies. So, oh, so man. now Agami's like, "Time to make my fucking thousand pieces of gold." So he just strolls up onto the fucking coffin that apparently Broferatu's in there, pulls him <laughs> out, and just kills him. Just like it nothing. Him. No big deal. Oh, man. He goes over. He joins up with uh, Cub again. Cub looks back, and we get his final narration for the movie, just staring at a massacre. (laughs) I wish it could be different, but a wish is only a wish. And then credits. That's it. Beautiful, short, great. Again, I I understand why this is in Criterion. This is – it's a ridiculous movie, and it's wonderful. Good shots, good practical effects. Nice fights. Real tight. Loved it. You know what I don't love, Griff? Poles. Oh, what are you talking about? Like poles no. that you stand up a fence no, on? No, I'm talking about P-O-L-L-S. Oh, political poles. No. Twitter poles. Oh. oh. Griff, you know, we just did it. A week ago. We did the most amazing. Nobody's ever talked about Commando like we talked about Commando. It's true. I think they're going to do a Criterion collection of that. They, I Actually, they've gotten in touch with us. Like, we're going to do the Commando Criterion. Can we use your podcast? Yeah. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to show the movie twice because it's twice as long as the fucking movie. They're <laughs> like, we'll do that. They also, because that's what we do. If we do things nobody's ever done before. That's now, why we're great. Did I understand that they also want us to do the director's cut, too? And I don't even understand how that's going to work because we didn't direct it. They've been asking us for a lot after that episode. So, and we, and you listen to it, and why haven't you? You'll notice that we all do. We all take a shot at a Schwarzenegger impression, and I think I even made mention on the on the poll. I you did. Gonna, I was going to do this, and yeah. I did it. I'm a man of my word. You very except, when much I, are. except when I lie, I'm honest. I put up a poll. I said, "Who did the greatest Schwarzenegger impression? Me, Joe, Griff." And just a little lark, I put Griff's dog on there. Now, I don't know what made me more angry. The fact that only eight people voted on this fucking thing, <laughs> or that five of them voted for Griff's fucking dog, <laughs> who, by the way, did not do an impression. So I guess it's good that we, you, me, and Joe each got one vote, so there won't be any animosity between yeah. us, because I was going to rub it in big time when I won, because I should have won. On, my birthday, on our birthday week of all, you guys just... Stab us in the dick. <laughs> so you're going to get punished next week. We're do, we're going to a place where we don't like to go. We don't because this man brings out evil intentions in us. He just the bile, the fucking ugh. You know what we're talking about, Robert Ginty. Ugh. Don't blame us. Blame yourself for not voting or for voting for Griff's dog. Yeah, we're doing. Warrior, I, I, don't even know what, I don't remember what it's called. Warrior of the Lost World, I think it's called. I, that sounds right. If it's not, hey, fuck you. I don't care. You didn't vote for <laughs> me. But in order to make it a little more p- palatable, there is Donnie P, Donald Pleasance. Oh, God, Donald Pleasance so and good. And we've learned that the only way you can make a fucking Ginty movie worth anything is throw a little dash of Fred Williamson in it. you got to have a dash of so Fred. So he shows up for probably five seconds like he did in White Fire. How the White- fuck is Ginty always getting... Steve James, oh, Fred Williams. How is he getting these guys? I don't know. The guy's the devil. 
So and it's and it's good because after this episode, our uh, our big hundred fiftieth episode's coming up. It's so it's, this is a good palate cleanser. Like it'll take us because we're 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 flying high, Griff. So we're gonna take ourselves down a little, flying just way so high we am. can just hit that crescendo of hundred and fifty. So much good shit lined up. So much more to I come. Can't, I can't wait, April. You guys are gonna we're gonna do something that's never been done in a podcast ever. Never, never. I've looked it up. Never been done. Never been done. So you, that so take your punishment next week. Warriors of the way. Well, I don't say warriors of the way. Warriors of a lost world. Uh, yeah, I think warriors of the lost. Whatever world. it's called, it's gonna suck because we hate Ginty. Yeah. So see you next week and keep it warm.